Today, we're talking about Smoke and Thunder, Pistol Whip's newest campaign. We're gonna do a little bit of a design deep dive on why this is Pistol Whip's best update yet. Hello, and welcome to Headmounted Destinations. This is a podcast about VR and VR game development. We provide our perspective as developers and provide a peek behind the curtain for people who are interested in how VR games are made. I'm Matt, I'm a gameplay programmer, and with me... I'm Carlos, and I'm a level designer. Today we're talking about Pistol Whip's new campaign, Smoke and Thunder, which takes it to the next level from their previous update, 2089. This is the best Pistol Whip update yet. They nail pretty much everything, right? Like... The music is amazing. The progression, the way that they play with the design space, mm, it's so good. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about design details, nuance, and other stuff relating to the campaign. But first, <laughs> to get you hyped, take a listen to some of the tracks in this campaign. Okay, so what wowed us? Definitely the set list, right? Straight, yeah, straight from the get-go, like, every level of this DLC is a banger. Like, every song on the level is, like, a fucking banger. You go in there. It's not even a matter of, like, letting yourself, like, get into the groove. The groove tackles you and makes you, <laughs> like, succumb to its will. Like, that's how, like, good and, like, poppy and catchy these songs are. And I want more songs that have this type of energy. Not just, like, cowboy energy, you know? But, like, the you're gonna fucking dance to this whether you like it or not like it need like that catchy of type music it, it's i don't know it was like a little bit more like rock than some of the other tracks previously in the game mm -hmm. it's like just really high energy rather than this sort of like synth stuff that we've yeah. heard before but it, it works you know i guess that's like a, something that really stands out is they've changed a lot of the aesthetic of the whole game right so like Mm -hmm. cowboy themed like that's not john wick at all right that's not john wick that's not like cyberpunk future like they did with 2089 this is like i don't even know like it's not, it's not even like the good the bad and the ugly like it kind of is but like it's somewhere between john wick and like the the good the bad and the ugly i suppose yeah it's like on the face of it taking this sort of like the whole world is synced with this music it, like sort of very explosive colors like neon that doesn't seem to mesh with cowboys like on the face of it you're like that doesn't make sense but it totally works in game yeah once they once you get put into a level and you see like oh this is a wild west town you know tumbleweeds are going around the enemies now got cowboy hats and like overalls or whatever cowboys wear uh, uh eventually you start seeing cowboy enemies on horseback and shit and it's like to me, it, it makes me so much more excited for, like, what the future of Pistol Whip can bring because this DLC is, like, I think maybe the most amount of radical change you can make while staying within the formula and keeping things, like, pretty much connected to core Pistol Whip. 
Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, it's not only cowboy themed because it's like sort of techno cyber cowboy. True. Like it has it has like sort of fantastic technology in it. You know, you have like this electro boom gun and then there's a giant boss mech at the end. Enemies get energy shields. Right. Like it, it's kind of like Wild Wild West, right? Like that Will Smith yeah. movie. It's like it just goes more sci-fi than that. Yeah, that is like a subgenre, right? Is like future technology in cowboy setting. So that's true. What it is. Yeah, it's like it's not it's not steampunk, but it certainly feels uh, not the game, but like the let's say like the typical what you would find in like f- cowboy future tech. It feels like that would be steampunk. This is more like like I don't know electro punk or something. Yeah. 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 God, Cloudhead Games, they are very, very good at nailing a like particular narrative genre or like world building feel. I mean, from the get go, right? They did that in yeah. their uh, gallery games where there they were going is like, oh, this game, it's going to be a homage to like 80s dark fantasy. And you're like, well, you did it. That's exactly what this game is. I'm like, Pistol Whip, it's like, it's going to be like John Wick, like Neon. And you're like, you nailed it. I'm getting that vibe. And here they like went in and they clearly nailed what they were going for. So it's just great to great to see that keep happening. But also, you know, we said this is like the best designed update, at least in my opinion, for Pistol Whip. Yeah, I I agree with that. This one feels like, and I think I said this to you, like, off the air, Cloudhead is hitting their stride with this. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like, similar to how, like, say in AAA games, like, let's say you have a trilogy of games in AAA, the first game is, like, you trying to build out all the tools you need and prove out an idea. The second game is, like, you have the tools you need. Now you can make a bunch of content with all these different ideas and make updates to the tools, right? And then the third game it now has the tools updated for all the wa- wacky and wild ideas you want to do for games one and two, but just couldn't. The third game now has the tools to do that. And like, that's kind of what this DLC feels like. It feels like the quote unquote third game, like the stride is starting to get hit. The mechanics and features that we've seen in like previous updates and stuff are really coming together harmoniously here. Like if I were to uh talk about like that Mad Max level, right? I think that was the first time Cloudhead Games called out that they were putting in like set piece, like moving objects in the background and we see that feature now in smoke and thunder coming in as um not only these barrels moving but like we've got horseback enemies and like a moving train and like they have a train level they have a fucking train level (laughs) yeah like like the train is moving and you're moving on the train (laughs) yeah like (laughs) It's clear that they have all of the puzzle pieces that they need now. Yes. But they also use them very intelligently. 2089 took a crack at this of having five levels that one after another morphed and mutated the basic mechanics of the game in mm-hmm. an interesting way, right? It went gun. Now you have no gun. Now you need to melee. Now you have a really good gun. Now you have a level that, you know, the really good gun, you need to learn to use it in different ways. Like, it it played with ideas. Smoke and Thunder takes that to the next level. Yeah, we can kind of break this down a little bit. So, like, you mentioned how, like, it it gets you into it in the first level, right? So, level one, you're, like, in a saloon, you walk out of the saloon, title card appears, 
dope slow rising music as you're like using your six shooters down the alley in the middle of town and that gradually leads to like oh i'm hunting after this bandit this weird electromancer bandit and i gotta find him yeehaw <laughs> and that's that's like your kickoff of like okay well sure let's fucking hunt this person down and the next couple levels you're like going through town going on a train shooting enemies through the train and like here here's the thing that jumped out to me at the progression right is like level one is dialing in on the cowboy fantasy like yeah even the opening opening cinematic you're busting heads you're like alone you know oh me and my two friends talking about the six shooters go through the cowboy town shooting stuff up shooting bad guys then second level is change up the guns so now you've got these double barreled explosive gun boom sticks yeah and so like it, it functions totally differently as a gun mechanic because of reasons we'll get into later but so it changes up the gun mechanic you get used to that you're suddenly way more powerful you're like ah this is awesome i'm i'm killing people it's also a hard level though like despite the fact that you are more powerful they up the ante with the enemies and stuff to compensate for your power gain yeah and then level three a counter to the really powerful guns appears right so mutate on that concept again and they also change the actual geometry and like how you're thinking about the space they bring in the walls so now it's like horizontally a very cramped interior you have to be much more reactive much more split second in the way that you play yeah. level four train level another fantasy play right like everyone wants to have like a shootout on a train if you're talking about cowboy stuff but then they also like the way with the the cars that's bringing in the horizon vertically right so you can you can't see far ahead as far mm -hmm. um and like the walls come out a little bit so like playing with the way that the space is laid out differently like it's mutating on the concept again it's playing within the design space and then level five the boss fight they're bringing together all the elements the, the explosive barrels moving enemies on horseback in triplets specifically to to mesh with your boomsticks ability um, yeah and it's just like oh it's so good like it kept me engaged at every level because it not only was just the level design was good, but the way that concepts morphed and played on each other throughout the entire campaign, it felt like a continuous, contiguous experience. Yes. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, definitely, when I was playing 2089, I I felt like, yeah, I was going from level to level, and maybe I, I had, like, a loose track of what the story was, but, like, Smoke and Thunder, I, I was, like, just so engrossed, you know, between the, like, the the cowboy world, the, you know, the, the quick and easy to understand premise that's easy to attach to, right? Like, I'm hunting down this thing, and then, like, the, the banger songs, like, all of that plus the fucking cherry on top being the gameplay actually feels good and like slaps or i should say whips with <laughs> with all the with all the all the good shit like I, the last thing i'll call out you know and maybe minor spoiler like is the boss fight right the boss fight is like this new evolution of the turret helicopter from 2089 um mm -hmm. except now it's a big wild wild west spider mech in the cowboy land that has like turrets and shit and i 
I, I thought that was just really cool. And it also made me think about against because <laughs> we talked about mm. the giant fucking spider in against and something that I'll call out for pistol whip. Although, you know, very different design given that you had a sword in against and like this is always you have a ranged weapon. But like the mech spider, it's obviously a mech spider. It doesn't look very similar to a real spider in terms of like identifiable form factor but also this big spider mech which is like your boss is always like at a good distance away because it's pretty much only using ranged attacks but anyway that's that i just figured you know this game had a spider against had a spider and i am way cooler with this game spider than against and if against had made that spider stay far away from me i would have been way happier with that and that's the last (laughs) i'll speak of against in this episode Right, so the key point there is that the boss sort of always stays at range. It doesn't lunge at you. Correct. Um, and it, it also, its its threat is primarily through, like, secondary attacks, right? It has a cannon, but it doesn't use the cannon that much. The cannon has a very distinctive sound also mm-hmm. and fires the a very thick line of bullets at you and really fast. So you very quickly learn, like, if I hear this, like, sound... You duck like yeah. <laughs> immediately, which felt great because like it actually felt like it posed a threat. But then it's using all these secondary mechanics. It's creating obstacles that you have to dodge. It's, uh, you know, throwing these barrels and the barrels are combined with enemies on the ground so that now you have to split your attention between, oh, I got to aim and hit these barrels in the air before they reach me and hurt me. But I also got to shoot these guys on the ground. And then that combines into if. You know, I shoot the barrel at the right time. It actually takes out the guys, too. Um, and that that directly calls out to uh, what Denny had commented on one of our previous Pistol Whip episodes, that there was a spectrum of opportunity rather than a hard, like, binary choice when it came to this rhythm game like that's how it distinguishes itself right rather than having to hit the blue button when the blue icon gets to a particular line you're now thinking oh i have a bouncing barrel coming i have three enemies in front of me i know i could immediately shoot the barrel like i have the aim or i could shoot the dudes or i could wait half a second for the beat to like perfectly match up and then see this moment where the barrel is now right above the head of the center guy and in a perfect spot for me to shoot and kill all of them like on beat um and those other actions could still be done on beat but they're somewhat early quote unquote uh, in terms of like dealing maximum badassery yeah definitely like the other thing that really plays into that like spectrum of opportunity or like sandbox where there's you know different ways that you can approach the same situation is the explosive gun, the boomstick, whatever you want to call it. Because what it does is it, wherever you shoot, it has a radius of damage. So this has two things. The first is that if you have a line of three guys, if you shoot the guy in the middle, then they all die because the radius covers the three. If you shoot one guy on the end, then the guy on the other end won't die. So suddenly it matters, your your targeting matters within the larger strategic space. Like, oh, there's three horsemen riding at me very quickly. I have to hit the guy in the middle because if I don't, my opportunity will be gone. But also, even if you miss, you can still deal damage. And that's something that just has not existed in the game previously. It's like either you hit an enemy or you don't. 
Here, if I shoot the ground in front of an enemy, I can still kill him. And then add in the idea of explosive barrels, which is like a non-combatant target that once I shoot, it's gone, but I can shoot it to create a bigger explosion. So now even it works into replaying as well. If you have knowledge about what's going to happen in the future, then you're like, oh, I'm going to save that barrel for these enemies that are about to appear here. It creates this spectrum. Yeah, this sandbox where you have more latitude and like it's not just binary like I succeeded or I failed, but I can combine my actions in interesting ways Oh, it just plays up on the core experience so well. Yeah, and to kind of continue on this uh, thought train, um, with the boomsticks and the energy shields that come like in the level after that, it's that's the direct counter, right? Like, oh, you can just blow up enemies? Fine, I'm going to put an electric energy shield on it so that your boomstick now requires two shots to kill an enemy, thus emptying your clip and like forcing you to reload. But the spectrum there is like, you know, do do you use one boomstick and just like unload or do you give them like a left right? That way you keep one round in both guns so you can respond to like anyone else that like spawns in. Uh, and that's kind of more towards the very actiony like train level where you just need to be like a quick draw, which actually funny that that word was brought up because that's kind of like the vibe I was getting for like half of these like levels it was being a cowboy in a duel and like needing to be like just quickly like whip out the gun and fucking shoot uh like i was getting into that headspace like really easily with this update also they've reorganized a fair bit about the game right like they changed the main menu um like they, yeah. they changed the layout and they even also... changed the main menu announcer it's no longer like pistol whip it's like Pistol whip. <laughs> they changed yeah, the announcer um, out for a for a female announcer by what I can tell. And I, I don't know if this is just like a general change or if they did this based on the DLC. Because I, I don't recall if they changed the voice when uh, 2089 came out. But I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. Like the main character is, uh, is a woman for Smoke and Thunder. So like now they got a, a female announcer. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and, and they also, they added ta new tabs so that like there's a campaigns tab with the two campaigns as sub options, as well as like each expansion or each set of songs. There's like the, what, Heartbreaker yeah, they're Trilogy almost like is set lists now. They're, it's yeah. almost like set lists from like Guitar Hero, except you don't need to like play X number of these to a certain proficiency in order to unlock more levels. Maybe mm -hmm. one day we'll get that type of update. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's totally like, um, I guess picking albums is maybe a better way to look at it, right? So it's like, what OST do you want to play today? Do you want to play the Pistol Whip Vanilla OST? Do you want to play the 2089? Do you want to play the Heartbreaker right. Trilogy? It sort of mirrors yeah. uh, Beat Saber in the way that there's like yeah. the expansion sets and you choose, it's like a separate song list. Um, which is good. It's very expandable, right? It means yeah. in the future, you just plug stuff into this UI instead of it being, I think before it was like a single list. It was a rolling list. Exactly. Of, yeah. yeah. Uh, very I, I, awkward to navigate. I think they did put in a tab for 2089, like when it came out, but it was, it was definitely like this overhaul of the menu system is much appreciated. looks a lot cleaner, mm -hmm. feels better. And yeah. it, one of the tabs that we see in the 
uh, you know, regular play is challenges. And so when you click on this yeah. challenge tab, you'll see like one song with something called a style, which is basically a loadout of like what your weapon is, wh- whether you're dual wielding or single wielding, and then a gaggle of gameplay modifiers all culminate together to create what they call a style and so they'll put a song like you know not dead yet off of smoke and thunder and they'll give you a style which is let's say like uh two revolver pistols um you don't have the reload but it's headshots only and the enemies won't attack back at you and that's like the challenge for the week that the developers put up and theoretically the this song slash challenge changes out every two weeks so you can like get on the on a big communal leaderboard and try to get better at the challenge but Pulling out from that, from the, the challenge itself, let's talk a bit about the styles. This is like the huge overhaul to the gameplay modifiers. Uh, Cloudhead wrote this in like their patch notes. Uh, smoke, this smoke and thunder plus the styles update is the first update that allows for these other campaign weapons to be used like across the game. So previously, ah. you couldn't use the the burst pistols from 2089 unless you were on that specific level. Uh, and now you can use the burst pistols, the revolvers, the boomsticks. Use it on whatever level you want. 2089, vanilla, all that. So, like, yeah, it just opens up all the – it opens up the spectrum as wide as possible. Right. I mean, it makes maybe a little bit of sense to restrict it, right? Because, like, the 2089 levels with the burst pistol, well, the enemies are laid out such that it plays with the burst mechanic mm-hmm. you got to learn spe- do specific motions but let the players play however they want right i mean there's yeah. no downside to letting people play like an, a level with a crazy weapon that it wasn't designed for as long as the leaderboard is separate i guess you don't want to like break whatever competitive factor is in there yeah, so that's something actually I kind of took issue with a little was like with all of this spectrum of different modifiers and variables to like put into play, the leaderboards feel very scattered and empty. Mm. So like what I mean by that is like unless you're using my exact style, my exact loadout, we're not going to be on the same leaderboard. And loadouts, I, I I don't know, like, uh, unless there's a way for me to, like, save my loadout and then send it to a friend, like, I don't know how these uh, leaderboards are supposed to be populated well outside right. of just playing whatever the weekly challenge is or whatever the most trending style is. Um, so that kind of, like, I think that hurts the leaderboard side of it. Yeah, you know what this is missing? Maybe this is in there already and I, I missed it. But this really needs like a trending, like most popular, but also the ability to challenge your friends, right? So like almost like words with friends style where I like send a challenge of like, yo, I just scored 2,400 points with on this level with these modifiers do better than me, right? And then they do better. They send it back. Like it needs that sort of interplay or also, in addition, seeing, oh, today, 20 people, whatever, are playing this level with these modifiers, and you hop in and you beat all of them and get to the top of the leaderboard, and they're just having that trending playlist. So it's grouping you together. You, you're playing in the same place other people are playing. That's what it needs. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty good. Like The thing I find difficult to track here, for the developers at least, is 
like it's already exponentially difficult to f- get all of these like gameplay modifiers and the weapon configurations and shit to hope that two people get the exact same setup but then to hope that they pick the exact same song mm. like there's like there's just too many there's too many like variables here and and that's i mean that's fine but it makes me feel aimless and it did result at one point in me playing a song that was just like me standing doing nothing for like 80% of the song because I was <laughs> like, I was set to brawler, which is like no weapons at all. You just pistol whip only. And, you know, I was playing, I can't even, I can't remember the song. It was on the vanilla pistol whip OST, but it had just only a small handful of enemies that actually appeared close enough for me to pistol whip them. So it felt like, you know practically walking through like a museum exhibit <laughs> with, <laughs> with an occasional person you had the smack so it, that suggests it needs a curated set exactly right, of yes. like here's 10 or 20 challenges or whatever and yeah. i think you had mentioned before the idea of having that play into some sort of unlock system oh, where right if you hit a certain score threshold on this particularly curated challenge then it unlocks whether that's like a new modifier or just a skin or whatever, but it it does something for you. Yeah, I think they have a huge variety of cosmetics as it is. I think it would be a fair idea to put some sort of incentive and reward behind using these systems, like, or just engaging with the content in general, right? Like, I would have liked some sort of reward outside of an achievement for beating Smoke and Thunder. Like, I had a real great time playing it, but as always, we want to get, like, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and there's, like, not really anything like that in this game. Like, we don't unlock songs, we don't unlock anything, like, everything's just given to us from the start. And while that is very accessible and I appreciate that, it removes really any sense of, like, goal or reward from pushing forward outside of just, like, I'm becoming better at this game. And that is just not enough for me, personally. Yeah, I could even just see, like, a track of challenges where you have to get a certain score on one and then the next unlocks. And when you reach the end of this track, you get an achievement. That's basically a campaign, but without all the need for like narrative and and new levels and new mechanics. It's using existing modifiers, existing levels, but it's setting them up in a curated, designed way where someone's like, this is fun, and then this is fun, and this is harder than that, so let's put that after. And then you just build this track, and I would play that because it's, I don't know, there's something intrinsically interesting about that progression. I agree. It sounds like you're kind of like... This could potentially be a future direction for the challenges, but have them evolve into trials, right? So you have challenges as the individual levels, like whether it be, hey, play this song and maybe it's kind of like Call of Duty where they're like, you got 10 points to like put into your loadout, like mix and match however you want, but play this song. And then like the next level in the trial, once you beat that first song, like you were saying, is now like this different challenge, whether it be like, okay, you must play this song and you must play with this style, or maybe it's more freeform where it's like, you must use the style, but pick whatever song you want. Mm. Me personally, I kind of want everything to be like fixed, you know, that that way, like the leaderboard will be clean. But if they figure out a solution for like giving you some sort of like spectrum of customization within that setup while still keeping the leaderboard fairly like populated and uniform i think that would be cool i think we'd be remiss if we didn't compare it to beat saber and how they do it Mm -hmm. which is they they also have a bunch of mutators and modifiers on gameplay but they all 
come with a score modifier. So like this is negative 10% and this is, you know, add 20% to your score because it makes it harder. And so then it all funnels into the same leaderboard, at least as far as I know, but with these score modifiers on. So that's like the other strategy, right, is have a single leaderboard per song, but the modifiers are changed the way that the score works. And I don't think that would work for Pistol Whip, but I just wanted to bring it up as a comparison. I don't think it would work because it just changes some of these modifiers change the gameplay so much that it's like not oh, even yeah. the same experience right like i was playing a challenge that was ricochet so every bullet you fire that hits an enemy bounces back at you with a gun that shoots really fast also you can't die also you know all this stuff there's like this is not even the same game really like <laughs> this is just a different different play experience and it doesn't make sense to put that on the same leaderboard yeah i agree i totally agree and that's kind of how i was feeling with how i ended up in my sort of fist only challenge it was like i'm not playing this game now i did something wrong <laughs> and that is just kind of like where some players will end up when you just sort of give them an open toolbox and say go for it right without much guidance you'll end up dead in the water you know that's what i'm trying to say it's like it so you know you want to play with a couple of things and then and then you're like oh this is going to be really cool and then it just doesn't turn out to be cool and that's where your sampling of various challenges outside of the weekly challenge which is quite honestly difficult because i'm sure the regulars to pistol whip are like really fucking better than me but you want new players to like still jump in and appreciate that like timely content you put out so just having more challenges helps players like me who may get lost in your different configurations it'll help players like me to like be able to get a sense for what y'all want with this feature set right like show me what levels work well with no pistols show me what levels work well with like one versus dual wielding or something like that right definitely making the the comparison of it being like just an open toolbox is very correct like it needs more guide rails like it's great let me let me be clear it's great that the ability to customize your experience exists like yeah. it's really cool that they have all these mutators these styles whatever like that's really cool to give people the ability to to play differently but you can't just hand that to players and expect them to do the best with it because they're not designers and then they're going to end up like carlos they're going to be gliding through a level doing nothing <laughs> even the so even the designer <laughs> like even yeah, the like, actual <laughs> game designer who goes into your game ended up fucking up the configuration because like bro i haven't spent 40 plus hours working on pistol whip like i i don't have any experience with this you know like so it's just to say, like, everyone is susceptible when there are no guide rails. I think the one thing that we maybe could have talked about more yeah. is the narrative progression is also really good, right? That's like, something I wanted the, to bring up, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I mean, because, like, okay, look, it, there's these little cutscenes in between each level. It's enough of, like, a little story arc, and it ties it all together, and each level steps one more very nicely. So the first is just like... I'm busting heads looking for a person. And the next one, it's like, I'm looking for Tess. And you're like, oh, who's who's Tess? Like, what what's the relationship here? And then the next one, it's like, uh-oh, there's this hologram, the, these shields that are the same technology as my boomsticks. That's a good mystery. Yeah. And, and they're like, okay, so that's a nice 
narratively tying together the counter. And then the next step, you're like, ooh, train, like, oh, okay, and we're hearing the voice of the, the bad guy. The mystery deepens. And then, like, the one after that, it's like, oh, betrayal, like... Yeah, that's another thing I don't know happened as much in 2089, was, like, what the characters, like, talking during the level. I, I'm sure, like, the gruff guy did his, like, monologues in the beginning or some shit, but it did feel like there was... Like the, it did feel more like the story was happening during the level as well as in between levels with this update. There was some of that in 2089, like where he's talking with the computer uh-huh. of the the head of the metal or whatever during it. But this definitely, I think the fact that they are both human characters made it intrinsically more compelling. For sure. And um, like you were mentioning, like now there's a betrayal. Now you got to like fucking, you know, right the wrong of the betrayal. And that's like your final like boss fight. Like I'm ready for a fist fight. And God, I like it's it's a very simple premise and like the story all in all, you could probably describe it in like 10 seconds and it's just fun, though. It's fun. It doesn't need to be like, you know, it doesn't need to be the next great American novel. It doesn't need to take itself super seriously. We all know we're here to do some fun John Wick shit. And now I can actually remember this cool cowboy story on top of the John Wick shit I'm doing, because as I'm doing the John Wick shit, they you called this out already and and i'm just seeing how this now like works really really well but they tied in like parts of the narrative with the actual gameplay itself which like you know it sounds like well no duh but like (laughs) but like it worked in such a way that it was kind of invisible right like you got your electro boomsticks you knew that like oh this bad guy he makes machines and like i don't know what these machines can do but they gave me boomsticks and you're like oh that's cool okay yeah 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 and then oh no like these guys got shields and it's like okay well who's this fucker giving them shields because like i liked having my boomsticks and now my boomsticks don't feel as good as they did Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that that all is to say like a little bit of Ludo narrative harmony goes a long way. <laughs> For once, the Ludo narrative harmony feels good, right? Like, <laughs> mm, finally in harmony. It's almost like, okay, so there's the narrative, there's the fantasy, and there's the gameplay, uh-huh. and they're all independent things. And like, the fantasy, right, is like, I'm a cowboy, a six shooter, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Like, it has nothing to do with the narrative, per se. But the narrative supports it, where it's like, oh, I'm busting heads in a saloon. I'm a badass. Or like, I'm tracking down this bad guy. The narrative supports the fantasy and the gameplay supports the fantasy and the narrative supports the gameplay and the fantasy. It's like it all. It's it's a nice like recycling logo of everything flowing into each other. And it's like just uh, they could have overdone the narrative or they could have underdone it or done it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And they didn't. And that's worth praising. For sure. Especially, I guess, like on their second day out to bat, you know, for in terms mm-hmm. of like these DLC releases, because 2089 was the first like big campaign. This is the second big campaign. Sure, they've done a lot of updates and uh, content drops before that. But like, again, good job. Just great job fucking knocking it out the park with this expansion. It feels great. The overhaul of like main menu and menu interfaces that feels good too like fairly readable just a couple of little like hiccups here and there that can most certainly be addressed without like working yourself to the bone listener if you don't own pistol whip 
you should pick it up. It is one of the better VR games out there, and you should go play Smoke and Thunder so you know what the heck we're talking about. That's right, Traveler. Don't be a waste of a pretty face. Get that fucking headset on and play some Pistol Whip. If you liked this episode of Head Mount Destinations, please share it with your friends. Word of mouth helps us out a lot. To get notified about new episodes, go to headmountedpodcast.com and sign up for our email list so you can get new episodes right to your inbox. You can listen to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to discuss this episode or suggest future topics for the show, you gotta visit our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash headmountedpodcast, and leave a comment there. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you at the next Headmounted Destination. Destination.